just according to our performances the capacity to receive comes with so much grace because you know for sure that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory he shall supply you speak upon it you are identified by the blood of Jesus the blood that was shed at the cross in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace he became that sin offering so what are you still talking about sin 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 that is a wrong doctrine by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified he has perfected you you have no sin once christ is the central focus of who you are and your life your identity changes your mindsets change your thinking you're living because now you're believing right you're living right through him wake up and unwind your day Réveillez-vous et commencez votre journée avec Biyoka On a heart for a soul Your word is truth It sanctifies a soul with your truth Your word is truth For a soul, a heart for a soul The light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold Healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul Yeah! Jesus Christ, way truth and the life for our souls paid the price, the ultimate sacrifice. What a love! While we get sin for death, we were destined. He stepped in as water and as blood was the cleansing laws. We were found where sin abounds, grace abounds. What a passion, a piece of passion, all understanding where God's love is present, all condemnation is past in. For a soul, a heart for a soul, the light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold. Healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for yet another week you've given us in your presence, in your word. We thank you that at this hour, you're speaking to us through your word. You're opening our minds, our spirits, our bodies, our souls to what you want us to receive and receive what, Lord, is going to transform our lives, our thinking, our believing, and our living. Thank you so, so much, Jesus Christ, for loving us. Thank you that in everything, Lord, you are a king and you're above everything. Thank you so much for all. And we pray that all the days of our lives we rejoice in you and we glad in you. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. So, saints, I would love for each and every one of you to open your Bibles in Ephesians 2. I'll be reading from 6 to 7. Hallelujah, we thank God for this word. So the word says it, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he made sure the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So today I'm going to be teaching about rest in what Jesus Christ did. Amen. A lot of times, as believers, we tend not to rest. We tend to try to work our salvation or to work in order for us to receive what we believe God should do in our lives. But let us see what the scriptures really actually teach us about resting. Resting is a word many of us are familiar with. It is a word that is so new to us. 
It is a word that, however, not many of us use correctly. We may know this word, but we don't know how to apply it or how to understand how it should speak in our lives or it should be in our lives. So many times we know of it, but it's not something we correctly use on daily terms or daily operations. The nature of operations today, actually, they show the opposite of what rest is all about. Amen. Many times some people can say, okay, they're going to get rest in things that, you know, we make up, let's say in the world, right? We can, we can have an activity that makes you rest, right? But that can be correct, right? In the natural perspective. But today I'm here to talk about the spiritual rest. So there are two very different rests. These are very totally different. But rest in just in the natural terms can also mean, you know, seizing from work in order for one to be refreshed, in order for one to acquire a certain sort of calmness. But what does really a spiritual rest mean? How can one really understand that rest? Because even when we're serving the Lord, even when we're in our journey of salvation, do we really need rest? And see, that when you answer that question, you find that your life can change tremendously. Your life can be changed forever. Your life will continuously be changing. Amen? So rest can enable us, child of God, to be refreshed and to be regenerated, to be revived, to be recovered in our spiritual walk. So that is why it's important for us to know that we must rest in what Jesus Christ did. Amen? So the biblical rest involves that spiritual interpretation where we as believers, right, in our inner man, we seize. The deeper inner spirit in us ceases from toiling, from working, from performing, from wanting to labor, to do tasks based on what we think we should do for God as opposed to us resting and him leading us to do what we need to do as directed by the Holy Spirit. I hope you understood that. A great significant distinction between the natural rest and the spiritual rest is that the spiritual rest is formed by the inner spirit, inner man, the inner place where Christ sits in us, our belief, in our faith, in our trust in Jesus. So meaning that our spiritual rest, much as many people may think it is intangible, it is that place where a child of God, where results actually are manifested that are going to be tangible. I hope you understand that. It is not something we can say, I have that, right? You can just say you do have it, but it is not seeable. It is not something one can look at and say, this is it. But it is that very state in you, the spiritual rest whereby it is intangible, but at the same time, it is tangible. Its fruits, its manifestations can be seen in your life and people say, surely this woman of God, this man of God, this person, this brother, this sister, this person is rested in Christ. Amen. So spiritual rest means that even in our spirits, we are united together with Jesus. We are seated together with Jesus Christ as believers and we're postured to receive from him. We're postured in that place where he takes up our position, amen, 
of working, of performing, of doing anything. And for us, we receive the results. We receive the manifestation. What I'm preaching, many times people can say, you know, that's just being a Christian who is passive. It is not. Because once you know how to rest, child of God, you will know how to do. Because one who rests at the feet of Jesus, just like Mary did. Amen. Martha was the one working. But Mary found a good thing. It is very, very good for you to first sit at the feet of Jesus and receive an instruction to go do what you're meant to do, as opposed to go do what you meant, what you think you should do, and then you ask him later. Amen? So there's a very big difference. Revelation 3.21 says that to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcome and sat down with my father on his throne. Rest is that place where he wants us to sit with him. Amen. Matthew nineteen twenty eight says, So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I said to you, that in the regeneration when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Amen. So today's sermon is about resting, child of God. It is about resting in what Christ already fulfilled. It is about us understanding as a believer we cease from work. Amen. We cease to perform and we rather sit to believe in what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross. So it is important, child of God, to have this posture in our lives. It is important for us to sit at the feet of Jesus. Before we tackle anything, before we take up any project, anything, even if you're in business, I may be speaking to someone who's in business today. I may be talking to a student today. I may be talking to a mother today, you know, with an issue with your children or something is going on in your home. There's that posture where we receive a lot when we cease from work and we leave everything onto the Lord in his hands and we sit and wait onto him to direct us, to lead us, to guide us. And it's through when we rest in what he accomplished at the cross Child of God, we're going to manifest so many things in our lives. Amen. Luke 1 45 says that blessed is she who believed for there will be our fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. John 20 29 says that Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. Romans 4 21 says that and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Luke one thirty seven says that for with God, nothing will be impossible. Hallelujah. So child of God, beloved, how many of you know before you received the gift of salvation, you were lost in the ailments of the world? We were all, we were all lost in the ailments of the world. We lived in sin. We lived in trespasses, offenses, iniquities, confusions of this world. But I love the fact that, you know, actually when we go back in John 12, 46, we're reminded of this. It says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. So Jesus Christ came so that we who are in darkness before, we would not abide in that anymore. Amen. John 1, 4, 5 says that in him was life and was the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend him. So Jesus Christ is that light shadow of God that shines brighter and brighter in us. John 8, 12 says that then Jesus spoke to them saying, 
I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John 12, 35 to 36 says that, Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus Christ spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Jesus Christ. So, child of God, there's no thing that is so descriptive in the natural language than that we can articulate, you know, about Jesus Christ. Because I want you to take a moment and think, think about this. Before you came to salvation, you had that life. A life where, you know, you're so confined to the elements of this world. And before then, the things you used to do, hallelujah, the things that used to take up your desires, your compassion, your thinking, the things that you believed then, that right now when you look back, you ask yourself, how could I have believed such things? So do you realize that the person you were before and the person you are now in salvation, they're two different people? Both of them carry an enormous difference. Both of them carry a powerful difference. Both of them carry a significant influence. Both of them are so different that you can't say that this person can be even equated to the new creation you are today. Amen? So you realize that both of them have that huge and enormous difference. But then let's ask yourself this question that who did all this transformation in us and who made changes in how we ever perceive life? Who made the changes? Who made the transformations even within ourselves? It was Jesus Christ. It was him who worked in us, both to will and to do according to the pleasures of God the Father. So, resting in Jesus, it is you believing and having trust and certainty and having faith that Jesus Christ did everything and accomplished everything that he did for you. Romans 12, 2 says that, And do not be conformed to this world, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Galatians 2.20 says that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans 5.1-5 says that therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. You hear that? And perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Psalm 51, 10 to 12, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. 
Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. So child of God, because of, you know, when we became born again, we who transgressed, who lived in sin, we walked in the course of this world. The scripture said that we were sons of disobedience. And sons of disobedience, child of God, they can't have rest. They always have unrestness because they are always looking for the next thing coming up in their lives. They're looking for the pleasures in the world. They're looking for that. But Christ, when he saved us, he gave us that great opportunity to rest in what he did. He gave us that great opportunity to be united together in the likeness of his death and in the likeness of his resurrection. He gave us that opportunity, child of God, to die from that old man, that natural man, the one that was bringing us to the wrong decisions, wrong believing, wrong thinking in life. And he brought us up and ushered us up in a place where we died in him and resurrected in him. And he made us alive in him. So you and I today, we are alive in Jesus. You and I today, we live a life that is so blessed in Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 2, 5 says that even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. By grace, you have been saved. By grace, you have been saved. So child of God, today we are alive together with Jesus. And as Jesus Christ is, he says that his yoke is easy, right? And his burden is light. So if we're united together with Jesus, that means that we are alive together in Christ. We are alive together in the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 6 says that for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for you. So that means a child of God, your rest, your rest should be in the redemptive gift of Jesus. Your rest should be in the gift of righteousness. Knowing that everything that was in you was placed on his body and you, you received entirely Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 5, 8 says that, but God demonstrates his own love toward us that in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us. So that means that our rest must be in the finished work of Jesus Christ. What he did, what he died for us, everything he took on that cross, we must rest and know that fully Jesus Christ won everything. So he gave us a newness of life. He ushered us into the identity of us being rooted in him. He transformed us from glory to glory. Amen. To victory to victory and to power and to power. So child of God, Romans 6, 4 says that therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Galatians 3, 26, 27 says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized in Christ have put on Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So, child of God, one thing we must know is that our rest is in Jesus. Amen? In nothing else. Our rest is not in that paycheck you're looking at. Our rest is not in the business that is flourishing that you have. Our rest is not in, in those things. Much as those things can actually show you the blessing that you have from God. But the rest that is in you should be rooted in Jesus Christ. Amen. 
because in him, only him, can all things have become new. And all things became new at the cross. So everything, child of God, you can ever think of, anything you're going through, situations, challenges, anything, rest in the Lord. I have come to remind you, your rest should be in Jesus Christ. Your rest should be rested in him. Amen. Because he knows what you're going through. He knows your sufferings. He knows your needs. He knows your desires. He knows what you're crying out for. He knows everything. So live in that place where it is all about him, where his pleasures are forevermore, where you see the goodness of him, where you see his faithfulness, where you see him taking you to higher and higher places in life. Amen. So we must give glory honor and praise unto God the Father who actually before the foundation of the world he had planned that redemptive plan without Jesus Christ having died on that cross child of God we as believers would never have acquired that inseparable relationship that we do have now today with our God the Father we would never have acquired a bond that had been reconciled between us and God the Father but all that came in place because of his son, Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus Christ, we can say literally today that we rest. We rest knowing that God the Father loves us. It is such a good thing, child of God, to know that you have been reconciled to God the Father. Because when you have that mind in you, when you believe, amen, and you know that fully God has done everything for you, your life will never be the same again. Philippians 1, 3 to 6 says it. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So Jesus Christ, by the grace of God, gave us every spiritual blessing, child of God. And I pray that by the grace of God, we learn to know the promises we have in the word of God. Because when we know the promises that are for us, that are written for us in the scriptures, right? We are going to be rested. We are going to be blessed. We are going to be fulfilled. We are going to be I should enter that place where we receive and rejoice more and more in Jesus Christ. Amen. So we must also know and choose that in him, only in him, child of God, we can be predestined as sons of God through Jesus Christ. Amen. And we as being as sons of God, we should learn that when we're sons of God, everything that has been spoken to us, everything that has been, you know, promised to us, it shall come to pass. It shall be given to us. Amen. So because of his great love, which he loved us with, even when we were sinners, child of God, when we walked in disobedience and did things our way. And sometimes even when we're born again, sometimes we tend to walk away. You know, we do things our way and we run away from him. We're too stubborn. But here's the thing, child of God. Christ did all these things for us. And he loved us. He sent his begotten son. God loved us and sent his begotten son to take up a place. And he made him a divine lamb, a divine sacrifice where all our sins were placed in his body. And so, child of God, we are very blessed. 
Everything we do have today. Amen. It all comes from Jesus. It all comes from our God. It comes from what they gave us on that cross. So Romans 5, 8 says that, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. John 15, 13 says that greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Romans 8, 39 says that no height, no depth, no any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ our Lord. So child of God, there are things we must know and they will actually help us rest. Because for example, when I say things, I mean in this context, I mean like the love of God. When you're so taken deeper in a deeper revelation of how much God loves you, you learn how to rest. Because when we learn to know that the greater love of Jesus Christ, he did it for, for us because we're his friends, we're going to start to see ourselves differently in our, the relationship we have with him. You will know that at any time you can reach out to him and he will listen. He will be there for you. He will guide you. Amen. So we must understand that the love of God really contributes and influences our rest. A lot of times, if one, if a believer doesn't know or does not really believe that God really truly loves them, there's no rest because many times someone would think that they have to do certain things in order for God to love them, or they have to be a certain way in order for God to reach out to them. But God loves us and he loves us because he loves his son. Amen. He loves us. As long as child of God, we are rested in Jesus Christ then we can be able to really receive that love that God predestined us to have. Amen. So as believers under the grace covenant, we were made alive with Jesus Christ. Amen. By the grace of God, which he saved us and we believe. You see, the only thing for us to do is believe by faith. Is believe that we've been redeemed. Is believe that, that we are righteous. Is to believe that we are justified by faith on our Lord and Savior. And once we believe that we redeem, righteous and justified, we are going to receive that peace and rest in him. Amen? We're going to receive that joy in him. We're going to receive that everlasting glory. We're going to receive so much in him. Amen? So child of God today, as we are believers under the grace covenant, let us learn to sit. Going back to Ephesians, you know, Going back to our main passage, right? Let us go back. Ephesians 2, 6, 7. And it says that, And raised us up together and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen? That in the ages to come, he made sure the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ. Amen? So, our sitting should be in the spirit. We sit in the finished work of Jesus. We sit in his grace. We sit in what he gave us. Amen. We sit in everything that he has given us through the spiritual blessings, the tangible blessings, the physical blessings. We rest in him. Amen. So today, as we seated in these heavenly places, child of God, we're not to work again. 
When I say work, I mean us forming up our own righteousness, forming up our own salvation, creating culture and adding it to the scriptures and making up things, that place of error. We must come back to the scriptures and ask ourselves, what does the scripture talk about me as I, as a son of God? What are my inheritances? And once you know some of those things, you learn to rest because you know for sure you're a son of God, right? And those things belong to you. And so you start to believe that some of, that these things, one shouldn't think that they, you have to do this, some of those things in order for you to receive from God. Amen. For those who have, who know that they're royalty, that they walk in the great love of Jesus, they walk in his faithfulness, they walk in his power. They learn to be postured and to be positioned, amen? So as believers, our posture today is to sit together, to sit together with Jesus Christ, amen? In that secret place is for us to acquire that place where we, we repartake. For instance, Mary, Mary received. Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. That was rest. That is spiritual rest. And many times we, we don't have as believers because we're busy trying to do things for God. Time has to come where we cease from working, where we cease from toiling, where we cease from performing, amen? And we come to that place where we sit in that secret place and receive the word of God. Child of God, we need the word of God today. We need scriptures to speak in our lives. We need scripture to be manifested in our lives, amen? Luke 10, 38, 42 says it. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and had his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her, to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good thing which will not be taken away from her. So Mary chose that one good thing, and that one good thing was to receive the word of God. That one good thing was to receive what Jesus Christ was preaching. And this is something, child of God, we must receive. By revelation, rest is us receiving from the Lord. Mary received what the Lord, the words of Jesus Christ, he was preaching and talking and teaching at that time. And Mary was doing what seemed right in the natural. But then at that time, she had missed what was the most important thing, which was the spiritual. Amen. So spiritual rest is important, child of God. Spiritual rest is really, really important for us to receive and walk in the power of God. Amen. David in Psalm 23 said this also these very important words that seated in the secret place. Psalm 23 talks about that. So our secret place today in the new covenant is in Ephesians 2 6. Amen. Where we sit with Jesus, where we seated with the King of righteousness, the King of peace, the King of grace, the King of love. Amen. Our rest today as believers must be in this place where we are secure in Jesus, where Jesus Christ is the center of our lives, where we're postured and he is giving us everything that we're believing for and receiving. Amen. 
So our Lord Jesus Christ is in this place, we draw near to him. This place of spiritual rest, we draw near to him. We learn more from him. We give our all to him because this is where we, we surrender our spirit, souls, and bodies, and minds. This is where we are blessed. This is where we have hope. This is where our whole entire being is in Jesus. So in everything, child of God, we do. Whether we are living and doing anything for the Lord indeed or speaking, or whether we are in praise and worship, whether we are serving, whether we are in any capacity, the Lord has called us to do his will or his purpose. Let us do it from a place of rest. Because spiritual rest, once you're working from rest, that means that it is not you working. The Holy Spirit is working in you. The Holy Spirit is taking over and producing results. Many times when you do things out of struggle, strive and trying to toil and do this and that, child of God, you're not surrendered. That means that you put your trust in your own ability in the same time you believe in Christ to work. But something has to give. Whether you sin and Jesus works or you work, uh, right? Or whether you work and Jesus work, whether you work and Jesus doesn't work or whether Jesus Christ is going to work and you don't work. Something has to come to a place where either one has to work. So I pray that by the grace of God, we die and surrender our all to the one who accomplished everything, who completed everything we desire and need in this world. Amen. So we are a blessed generation living and walking in this grace. And we must believe that it's only our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who can give us a grace, the grace to live for. Amen. The way to live. Multiplying and increase in our lives can only come through Jesus Christ. And a lot of times, the reason why, actually, when you come to think about it, the reason why we, we, we work so much, we toil so much in life, is because many times people want multiplication and increase in their lives. You know, when you think about it that way, it actually really kind of makes sense, right? People want to see improvement. They want to see growth. It can even be in business. It can be in school. It can be in ministry. It can be in every category the Lord has blessed you. However, if we don't see that the multiplication and increase can only come through our Lord and Savior, He's the only one who guides us and lives, gives everything to us, then child of God is going to be a total place where you're going to start to strive. You're going to literally strive and toil. But when you learn to understand that multiplication and increase comes actually from him in the excellence knowledge of our Lord and Savior, then life will become so easy, child of God. At that point, you would have surrendered. At that point, you would have given your all. Amen. So the more revelation of Jesus Christ we receive, the more we learn to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. The more revelation of Jesus Christ we receive, child of God, the more we will learn to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the more revelation of Jesus Christ also we receive, the more we will rest in his faith. Do you hear me? The more we will learn how to rest in his faith. The more we will go out there knowing that whatever I'm going to go tackle, whatever I'm going to go touch, whatever I'm going to go pursue, it is going to see the blessing of Jesus. As long as you believe that child of God and you have no doubt in you, you have no 
unwavering faith in you and you know for sure that if God said this, then this is going to happen. Amen. So you believe that. You have that in you knowing that the more you rest, the more Christ will do things for you. So child of God, as we end today, um, we're going to pray for rest. We're going to pray that the Lord takes us deeper in a place of rest. That in everything we do, everything we touch, may his rest consume us, pursue us, take us deeper. That in everything we are, Jesus Christ will be Lord. He will be seen, he will be known, he will be the king of glory in our lives and in every aspect of our lives. Amen. Father, in the name of the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you so much for yet another day you've given us. We thank you that we rest from today. We cease from work, we cease from toiling, we cease from striving, and we place our entire, entire being in you, Jesus. Christ, you are rest. You are salvation. You are giver. You are our direction. You are the one who devises ways. And we thank you for everything, Lord. Nothing, Lord Jesus Christ, can be accomplished except through you, Jesus. My life is hidden in you, Jesus. Forever we give everything, Lord. Everything to you. Everything. We thank you. For the everlasting glory, everlasting light that shines brighter and brighter, making a day perfect. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. So saints, for all of you who have been listening in, may the Lord give glory and may God bless you so much. And I pray today, for those who are saying that evangelists have had this sermon, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. You can also pray. I would want to, you know, lead you to um, in a prayer so that you confess and receive the most wonderful and beautiful Jesus ever. And for those who are saying that they once knew the Lord Jesus Christ but walked away from him, for those of you who are also saying that, I want to pray for you and uh, may the Lord renew your relationship with him and so you can go deeper in him. Amen. So you say, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus, today I believe and confess with my mouth that I am saved by grace, the grace of God, not through my works or effort. I am forever justified by faith through your grace. Jesus, you were delivered for all my past, present, and future sins, and you were raised for my justification. From today, I renounce my old man and nature because he was crucified with you at the cross. I now live and walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I am born of Christ. I believe and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So child of God, welcome to the greatest gift of salvation. You're now a new creation. All things have passed away. And I pray that... um, you, you see Jesus every day. Amen? Not only hear of him, but you see him in the scriptures. Once you read a scripture, find, see Jesus in it. Amen? Just don't, you know, ask the Lord that I want to see more and more of you. And actually also talk to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will show you more and more of Jesus and you'll grow 
in that deeper revelation of him and his love. Amen. May God continuously bless all of you in everything you do, everything you touch. May you see his blessing. And I thank the Lord who has given us yet another day. God bless you all. Bye.